Welcome to the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we believe you are fallible and what you do matters. This is episode 115. I am Justin. And I'm Shauna Wood. How are you, honey? I'm good. How are you today? I am great. I am great. Awesome. Awesome day. It's a beautiful, sunny day. The temperature has cooled off a little bit in our neck of the woods. So yes, that's great. which is nice. We've had a lot of rainy days. Thank you to all you listeners out there. I hope you're having a great day. We appreciate your time. And um, I feel like we're journeying with more people now. And it's just, it's cool. It is cool, for sure. So today we're going to talk about grief and mm. that pretty much everyone is grieving right now. Yeah. And I would have probably say, no, I don't think everyone's grieving, but the kind of way you talk about it and this expert and the different kinds of grief, I'm like, oh yeah, everybody's grieving. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of skeptical, but go ahead. Right. So y'all know I like to dig and find articles and all that. So I've got two really great articles to share for us, uh, share with us today, but I think it was really highlighted to me, um, I, I guess like two weeks ago, I was in a two-day planning meeting via Zoom. And there's nine of us, which makes a nice little Brady Bunch screen um, so we can all see each other. And I felt like it, part of it, like we were talking about, I don't even know what we were talking about, something business-focused. And part of me on the inside was like, I don't even care. Like I'm just having a hard time showing up and being me today. And then as I was listening throughout that two-day period, because... I enjoy this team and, and I think quite highly of people, but I was hearing, you know, like there was somebody grieving that they can't spend time with their friends because someone they live with is immunocompromised. So they have pretty much just self-isolated for a lot of months now. Mm. And someone else had completely lost a business. And it was like all of these different layers. And then I was coming to the realization that it's not just me that's having a hard time. Yeah everybody's having some kind of hard time right yeah, now. Yeah, because that was the day after Keith's funeral, right? Yeah. So my best friend, one of my best friends had passed. Right, so. which is what we normally think about with grieving. We think about that being related to death. But I found this article. It's called That Discomfort You're Feeling is Grief. And actually, there was... Um, so read that again. That Discomfort You're Feeling is Grief. Is Grief. So yeah, I've been like, nah, I, I can suck it up. I can deal with it. I'll ignore it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just ignore it. So... um there's a gentleman, his last name is Kessler, and he is one of the world's foremost experts on grief. He's David. David Kessler. And he has written several books on grieving um, and processing through it and all of that kind of thing. And so in this interview, he basically said that we are experiencing grief and that there's actually different types of grief, which I had not heard of or never considered. Heard of that. So he was saying, you know, we've lost a sense of normalcy. We have a fear of economic issues. We have a loss of connection and that it's all hitting us and that we're all grieving collectively. And that that by itself is something that is very unusual because we're not used to a mass collective time of grief. Yeah. Because Sure. Yeah. But, you know, like if a tragedy hits... You can kind of rally around the tragedy, you know right. what I mean? Like, and and people come and support, or what you know, whatever that whatever that tragedy is. But he kind of talks about you know grief as a loss, 
everybody's lost something a little bit different. Like some people have lost loved ones right. during the COVID stuff. Um, some people have lost, you know, what you, would you say? Uh, financial. Right. People just lost normal. Like you said, normalcy. We think of grief as a loss of right. something. Right. It's like we all lost something like sports. Like people, I know people who really struggled. I struggled at the beginning without sports. Right. Because it was like just a great way for me to just chill and kind of detox the yes. day. Yeah. So he also used the term anticipatory grief. And he said that that is the feeling that we get about what the future holds when we're uncertain. And so a lot of times that'll be centered on death, like the uncertainty of our own death, the uncertainty of other people's death. Um, but it breaks our sense of safety. And so that was one of the things that he said is also unusual because we have a general sense that we have all lost safety. Right. And, you know, like soldiers who go in battle, supposedly, um, some of them just say the best way to make it is just assume you've already died hmm. because you're either going to die or you're going to get wounded or you're just going to have emotional scars and you'll make it back, you know? So you kind of know what you're dealing with. Right. I feel like now, like like he's saying, like people don't really know right. what's going to happen. Are right. you going to die from this? Is it really that bad? You know, people have been processing through. Okay. Yeah. So there's even like micro, if you think about like your own personal situation, your own personal family, but then macro, like how is this impacting our country? How is this impacting the world? That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So in order to manage all of this, he reckon, he um, suggests that we look at the stages of grief, but I always thought that the stages of grief were something that were linear and you just walked through kind of like a map. Like you're here's here, first, here's second, then you go second, third, right. then you go third. But he said that they're not, hmm. that they can happen in any order, um, but it gives you some kind of structure for processing things. So specific to COVID, he said there's denial, which we say... Um, this virus won't affect me. That it would be an example. Right. Then there's anger. Like you're making me stay home and you're taking away my activities. You're taking away my sports, whatever mm -hmm. it is kind of thing. There's bargaining. Okay. So if I social distance for two weeks, then everything's going right. to be okay. <laughs> right, right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's sadness. I don't know when this will end. And then finally, there's a place of acceptance. This is happening. I have to figure out how to proceed. Right. And like you said, it's not linear. It's linear. Some days I'm like, okay, I've got to the acceptance. Okay, what? let's just move. What do I, what can I do? And the next day I'll just be angry again. <laughs> you I know. know. And, and it like, kind of sneaks up on you. Yeah. And I've noticed that with people, just like in the news headlines, like people yelling at people, like this lady, I don't know where they were, I think in Georgia, um, an older lady was yelling at, a mom and the kids, like she was yelling at the kids saying, I hope you die because they didn't have mask. Mm. And like, basically they were all like little kid, like toddler kind of kids. And they were like, and the mom was like, they're not supposed to be wearing a mask. You know, they're, well, I don't got it. You know, and the, like the lady was just like flipped off. Lid. Yeah. Had like flipped her lid. But it's like people are reacting differently. Right. To this at different times and different seasons and different times of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on when you see yeah. me, honey. <laughs> yeah. So if you can shift into that place of acceptance, which like you said, like you might be there and then you might have some trigger that takes you to another place. But that's where power lies because then you can think, okay, what are the things that are inside my control? Right. I can wash my hands. I can wear a mask. I can learn how to work virtually. Right. I can... 
learn a new hobby so that I'm not wanting to leave the house as much. Whatever it is. Was that the last podcast we just talked about that? Yeah. Yeah. All the things you can start planning for the fall. Yeah. Right. So he gives a few other tips. One of them is to find balance in what you're thinking about. So if you become aware that you're thinking like worst case scenario, Mm. like I'm going to catch this and everyone I know is going to catch it and we're all going to (laughs) die. Right. (laughs) Then becoming aware of, okay, yes, things could play out that way. But what's another way? They could play out that I don't catch it and no one in my immediate family catches it. Right, right, right. You know, so just having a balance and not being extreme one way or the other in how you play things out in your head. I was listening to another podcast. I think it was Russ Hudson, the Enneagram guru guy. And he was basically saying, if you only go through your life and you can only have one voice in your head and you only keep that one voice. He's like, you're not integrated. Uh, you're not going to, you're not becoming an integrated person, <laughs> meaning you need to have other voices, meaning you need to have other perspectives. Like, can you see it from other people's angles? You know, right. Whatever you don't call it perspective or detachment or awareness or whatever that is. Like, I feel like, everything is driving us toward having just one little perspective on, Mm. you know what I mean? Mask or no mask. Right. (laughs) Are you red or blue the way you vote? You know, it's just like this binary code we've talked about before. It's like that you have to see there's complexity and multiple angles on everything that are actually true. Like there's more than one. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. There's my side note ramble. Okay, that's good. So other things to help as you're walking through these stages and circling in them or muddling through or whatever is to become in the present. Mm. So we've talked about before, you know, meditation, mindfulness, that kind of thing. But he said, yes, those are excellent. But it, it can be even more simple, like for people who haven't practiced those. Like it could just be like, you find yourself and you're thinking about extremes and that kind of thing. And a, a tool to draw you back is just look around and start naming the things that are around you. I see a computer. I see a microphone. I see a chair. This cushion is really soft that I'm sitting on. Yeah. Just an awareness of the present and where you are. Right. And just to say I'm thankful for those. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm thankful for my beautiful wife sitting beside me. Oh, that was so sweet. <laughs> okay. He also talks about letting go of what you can't control. Um, which, you know, we talked about staying six feet away and it seems like there might be some people who are walking around Walmart who don't know that there's a pandemic (laughs) happening, who are like all up in your space, space, going the wrong way, (laughs) the arrows. I am, I have not even been to the the arrows. I think they might be the most useless sign in the world right now. Um, and then he mentioned stocking up on compassion, which I found another really great article that was actually written. Go ahead. No, if you're going to stack up on compassion, it means you need, you're going to have to be at a healthier place. Like you're going to have to work to get there. Right. Like you're going to have to let the Holy Spirit do a work in your life for that day or that moment because people are just becoming jerks like as the norm. I know. I, like being yeah. a jerk is now the cool thing. Or the normal thing. I know. You know? It's just, ter- I mean, it's just like, so in order to have compassion, you have to have some self-care. Right. You have to be spending some time with the Lord and let him just deal with your junk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So this was actually an article that was written in 2019, um, but it was so great. Like this author makes this point so well. 
The name of his article was Everyone Around You is Grieving, Go Easy. And it's John Pavlovitz, maybe? I'm waiting for you to say that. Yeah, yeah you did good. Um, so anyway, I'm just going to read this ep- excerpt because it's just beautifully written. Everyone around you, the people you share the grocery store line with, pass in traffic, sit next to at work, encounter on social media, see across the kitchen table, they're all experiencing the collateral damage of living. They're all grieving someone, missing someone, worried about someone. Their marriages are crumbling or their mortgage payment is late and they're, or they're waiting for their child's test results. Or they're getting bananas five years after death and still pushing back the tears because the loss feels as real as it did that first day. Every single human being you pass by today is fighting to find peace and to push back fear, to get through their daily tasks without breaking down. And I just love that yeah. because I think it's easy for us, you know, to be like, oh, back in the good old days before COVID, you know, <laughs> but the reality is we live in a broken world and right. it's hard and it's always been hard. And so while that was really a good perspective a year ago, I feel like it's even more important perspective today. Right. And so at the end of his article, he makes, um, he has a call to action. He says, basically, for everyone to interact with each other, as if when you look at people, they're wearing a sign that says, I'm struggling, be kind to me. Yeah, yeah. And I I think it was Mary Kay Ash has a famous quote about something in terms of make me feel like I'm special. Mm, Like every human that you interact with, which is, you know, very much that same heart that I think that we realize you know, as I've been having to make some business calls and tell people like, this is due, or you forgot to turn in this report, or something like that. In the past, I had the tendency to be like, hey, <laughs> bud, you're, this is due. Right, right, right. But now I'm trying to really say, hey, bud, what's going on in your life? Right, right, right. You know, right, right. how are you doing? How's your business? How's your family? How's your kids? Right. And then, hey, I don't know if you knew it or not, but this report was due. Do you think that you could send it my way? Right, right, right. So having that awareness that we really have to be treating each other with more compassion right now. Yeah. That's good. I like it. Yeah. So one other aspect that I did want to touch base on, it was a good um, point of that original article, is that he draws attention to the fact that One thing that's troubling about the pandemic is that it's just very open-ended. But if we can frame it in that nothing lasts forever. so (laughs) Including your life. (laughs) Yeah. COVID is a temporary state. And so it helps to say that, you know, the 1918 flu pandemic, it was a temporary state. It lasted for a time. The Great Depression, it was a temporary state. It lasted for a time. But there was always another time, another season that comes after that. So in summary, I feel like if we can just acknowledge, hey, I'm grieving. Right. Hey, the other people around me are grieving. Mm -hmm. But this is a temporary state and we can make it through together. Mm -hmm. Just having that awareness and that compassion could make this temporary state a lot more pleasant for all of us. Right. And I think I totally agree. I, I'd say for all for those of us who do not pay attention to our emotions very well. I have no we, idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know. Um, but we, we should. Like this resonate. this whole article, I was totally skeptical when you said, oh, we should do that. I'm like, whatever. Kumbaya, <laughs> yeah. feeling time. But it is so, so true. I think people are grieving in different ways. 
have grace for yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause so many times if, if the problems we had, if our friend had those problems and told us about them, we would respond with graciousness and kindness and you know, whatever. But if it's our own problems, we don't respond a lot we of don't times allow to our own. Ourselves yeah, that, grace. That, that grace. And I feel like that grace is what you need to jumpstart the whole healing process to get through it. Right. But if you ignore your feelings, then or not aware, hey, this might be grief that I'm right. dealing with. And I think that we've seen that even with our kids. You know, like we had we had talked about doing some activities. We weren't able to do them. We've postponed a big trip for next <laughs> year. We, you know, just different things. And yeah. and it's easy for me to be like, what do you have to be stressed about? You don't have all the responsibilities of the world on your shoulder. Right, You're just a right, kid. Right. But no, like they're going through this grieving process yeah, too. Yeah, that is true. It's a great way to see our kids because they... I won't say they've given up a lot this summer, but they have in some ways. For a kid, you right. know, like they give it up a lot. Right. Going to Disney is kind of a big deal that, that yeah. they kind of gave up this year. Right. So. All right, guys. I hope that this is helpful for you and that it, you know, just having that that grid and that permission to give yourself some grace and then to remember that you need to offer that to other people around you right now because everybody's having a hard time. Right. And I think, I think the ultimate thing, though, you can't stay don't wallow in that grief you know as best you can right make a make a plan for that day even if you can only think of that hour make a plan for that hour and then do that right and then evaluate the next hour like if you really if you're really going through extreme grief baby steps yeah just take it one hour at a time yeah absolutely Thank you so much for listening. We would love for you to connect with us. You can do that on Facebook if you look for The Less Stressed Family, on Instagram at Shauna Sheree Wood, or on our website, lsfpodcast.com. Most of all, we want you to remember that you are valuable and what you do matters. Blessings. Thank you.